Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. Have an important show today. We have on Tay Kang. He is with Harbor Freight Tools for Schools. And uh, as I get into this, I, I talk to Tay about my um, passion about the trades. And, and, you know, you'll hear the story about my dad in that. Um, but this is one that I, I, I seriously want you guys to pass around. Um, you know, people like Mike Rowe, I think, are really leading this charge. But changing that paradigm shift of, oh, you're going to go into the trades to, oh, you're going to immediately bring an impact to our country, infrastructure, you know, some of the things that we truly need, um, as opposed to like, oh, it's, that's a bummer. You're not, you know, going to go the traditional route. Um, there needs to be an additional tradition. We need to hold these kids up that want to do the important job of, of building, of working. So really, really happy to have on Tay. And for that matter, I really enjoy what Harbor Freight is doing for students. So if you are a, if, if you are a fan of the trades, uh, A, listen to this one. If you know of some families or some teachers that uh, would enjoy this kind of thing, please pass it on. I, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. Today, I have on Tay Kang of Harbor Freight, and I'm really excited about this episode for a lot of reasons, including some family heritage stuff. But Tay, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Um, again, my name is Tay Kang. I'm from Harbor Freight Tools for Schools, a philanthropic initiative of the Smith Foundation. So grateful that you are having me on here today and excited to talk about um, lifting up skilled trades education throughout the country. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you can hear the smile on my face. Um, I said a little bit to this like pre-show, but um, one, this is near and dear to my heart. My, my dad, who really I wanted to be an educator because of my dad, he was in the glory days. And then unfortunately in the sundown days of shop, I always remember I'd go shopping with my dad and like people come up to me like, oh, your dad did this and your dad did that. And these people were fantastically successful because he had them in the late 60s, 70s. And then the early 80s, man, we started seeing a shift and it, and it hurt my dad's soul because all of a sudden the trades became like a, well, that's where we're going to place bad kids. And my dad's like, we're making a huge mistake, huge so when I learned about your foundation and what you want to provide for students, A, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, but I, 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 let's, let's, for those of you listening do, that don't know what Harbor Freight uh, for Schools does, could you please kind of talk about what it is and the origins from it? Sure. So uh, again, Harbor Freight Tools for Schools is a philanthropic initiative of the Smith Foundation. Um, created by Eric Smith to lift up and invest in skilled trades education in public high schools across the U.S. Um, it was started in, if you, if you recognize the name Harbor Freight uh, Tools for Schools, you may, you know, connect it with Harbor Freight Tools, the company. And in many and both Harbor Freight Tools and Harbor Freight Tools for Schools were started by Eric Smith, um, who got a deep passion from for the skilled trades went back when he was in high school when he was you know struggling and thinking about what to do with his future and was thinking about dropping out of high school and uh, his shop teacher really encouraged him and motivated him to stay 
he then, um, you know, graduated and went on to start this company, um, Harbor Freight Tools. And when he was thinking about, you know, what to give back to, who to support, you know, with, you know, with his, uh, with his wealth, he decided that he wanted to give back to the shop teacher that, you know, who supported him so much uh, when he was struggling back in high school. So he started Harbor Freight Tools for Schools, um, and we are, a, again, a philanthropic initiative of the Smith Foundation. And our main initiative uh, is the Prize for Teaching Excellence, where we award $1 million to 18 outstanding teachers and teacher teams across the country. Uh, we really aim and want to lift up uh, skilled trades education and teachers because um, we believe that the work that they do is heroic and um, you know it's often marginalized and often neglected and we want to really shine a light on the excellent work that they and their students do each and every day that's awesome I, like when did you guys see this as as an opportunity to work with st- student well obviously you know eric got to start there you know from a teacher um but when did like the alarms go off of we need to start helping schools now Sure. That, that's a great question. So around 2013, 2014, um, you know, Eric and uh, his colleagues got involved in, um, you know, figuring out ways to support Los Angeles Unified School District. And he wanted to donate tools to LA and, um, in the hopes that these tools would go towards high school shop classes. And they found that the budgets for these career and tech programs, these skilled trades programs, have been drastically cut. And not just, you know, their budgets have been cut, but the actual programs themselves have been cut. So he made a very sizable donation, but we realized that, um, you know, that there was more work to be done. It couldn't just be done with donating tools. We need to figure out other ways to support skilled trades education and to highlight the work that's being done and to change the perception that skilled trades education is less than, right? One of the things you you mentioned earlier that it was being kind of shunted to the side, put to the side and marginalized. And what we're trying to do with this work is, you know, show how important it is, not just to students um, and their, you know, enjoyment of school, but to the community, to uh, the economy and our workforce at large. Oh, Tay, uh, like, you, boy, this is near and dear in my heart as well. I, one of the things that we try to do with our foundation is kind of showcase what a what a successful high school career can look like and not just for SAT, ACT glorification. Because I like, we deal a lot in the innovation entrepreneurship space. And while I have no problem with some people wanting to go to college, it's not everybody should go. And a lot of our young innovators, and especially it seems like the entrepreneurial set might at minimum want to delay it for a while. And like I know so many, I, as hands to God, I just got off the phone about an hour ago with uh, a gentleman who wants to hire more recent high school graduates because they have a different mindset. Now, some of them, because they, they weren't necessarily, let's just memorize our way through, through high school. And, sure. and what he's found is, and I'm sure this doesn't surprise you, is, is the student that likes to work with their hands. Yeah, um, that's, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely right. So like, you know, we, you know, we've, believe that there's some students who um, love reading Catcher on the Rye and being able to analyze and discuss that. There's other students who like working with their hands and fixing cars. And both are 
worthy. Both are awesome and both are brilliant in their own unique respective ways. We want to, you know, show that, you know, that students who work with their hands, who work with their hearts, who work with their heads, um, are excellent and brilliant. Um, and we want to, um, shine a light on those students with quote unquote golden hands. Right. Um, and we want to deeply invest in them. You know, I think, you know, one of the things we learned from that initial LAUSD donation is that we couldn't just donate on the surface level, right? We, we had to, we wanted to deeply invest and support students that it couldn't just be a one-off donation, but that we're in this for the long haul. And, you know, we, we have partnered with an organization called Real World Scholars, right? They are a um, nonprofit organization based in San Diego that uh, I'm friends with John. Oh, you are awesome. (laughs) Right. Um, Right. For your listeners out there, you know, they support K through 12 classrooms, uh, learn entrepreneurship. And we partnered with them um, to have our own Harbor Freight Ed Corps and uh, the work that they're doing. You know, we already see that students um, in skilled trades classrooms build with their hands. Why not help them learn how to sell those products, learn how to start a business. And then when they make a profit to reinvest in their community, like, what um, other classrooms are really being able to do that? You know, not, you know, English classrooms or history classrooms, but these skilled trades classrooms are able to create something tangible and real to um, sell and then reinvest in their communities. It's a, it's an amazing thing. I'm not surprised that you're working with John. So that makes me happy. Because sure. yeah, I've seen some of his ed core uh, schools. Yeah. They, they build things and sell it to the community and I'm like, wow. How awesome is yeah. that? Yeah. Um, he, his energy, um, you know, and <laughs> Okay, I definitely know you know parts, John right? now. Oh, <laughs> the first time I went out there and flew out and, and met with him, I was like, okay, I've met my match on enthusiasm and passion. <laughs> I, I had to take a nap. Sure. Yeah, sure. yeah, it's crazy. Um, so the other thing that I, I just really wanted to double down and say amen on is this idea of... Um, well, I'll just, I'll just put it this way. One of um, students I was talking to, and I was kind of eavesdropping, uh, that his parents had to almost apologize to their friends because it was graduation season. And they said, oh, where is your son going next? And they, they treated it as if it was like he had a, he had a terminal disease. And I'm, I'm not going to give away too much because I don't want to embarrass the child because he was kind of mad at his parents. But like, the kid's doing well, mm-hmm. like really well. And he kind of wanted to yell, you know what? I don't have to, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw stones at anybody's major, but you know, this guy was like, Oh, that's too bad. Too bad. The student's going to have no debt. He's already making good money. And, and it just, and it also bugged me that the parents were kind of embarrassed by it. So I, I like the fact that you said that they're worthy and and quite frankly, not trying to go too down the um, matrix here, but like, I think that so many, not students, adults as well, we don't know how things work anymore. Mm-hmm. That if our internet goes out, like I'm frightened. The amount of people that don't know how to change a damn tire sure. scares me. Uh, so I personally love the 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 adult that can fix things, that can build things as opposed to making sure that he can memorize the SAT, which by the way, I I get emails on this. There's nothing wrong with you getting a perfect score on the SAT. I I just want to throw that out because like, 
I will get emails. Every time I say this, I get emails. There's nothing wrong with that. However, tangible practical skills is the topic of today. And darn it, that's what we're going to talk about. But no, I, I just, I love that your foundation wants to do that. So walk me through that process. Let's say there's a school that's really interested in Harbor Freight. And by the way, this was this entire podcast is for. If you're a teacher and whether you teach shop or not, say that they're interested, walk me through the process and give me some of the stipulations. Sure. So um, Harbor Freight, in, in 2017, we started our Harbor Freight Tools for Schools Prize for Teaching Excellence. Um, this is our third year of the prize and we are awarding, again, $1 million to 18 outstanding, <clears throat> excuse me, teachers and teacher teams across the country. Um, it's a rigorous application process where we uh, invite teachers to uh, tell their stories, to share their experiences, but also talk about what's going on in their classrooms. We're giving them an opportunity to share their voice and their experience of each and every day of what the, working with their students and how their program is truly excellent, right? What internships are they helping students get? Um, what career pathways are they helping them explore? What tangible skills are they helping them learn? And how are they, um, you know, serving and helping their communities. But we also invite teachers um, to engage with a series of professionally led, uh, expert led learning modules that are in hopes of uh, providing them some additional ideas, um, some innovative practices for to bring back into their own classrooms. So the application process um, uh, this year opened up in April, in mid-April, and just recently closed uh, just on June 17th. But this is an annual prize, and um, we look forward to serving in, um, the teachers and supporting them in this way, but also um, learning more about what's going on in their classrooms on a ground level. Um, uh, in a few months, we will announce our uh, semifinalists, and then from there, on, in October, we will announce um, we will announce our winners. So. Um, in a wonderful, in wonderful celebrations across the country. So that's our, kind of our flagship program. Um, we have again experimented with some other types of initiatives, other types of programs, uh, just to see what works, right? We are very much in a startup phase. We're still learning as we go and we hope to figure out what are the best avenues to support skill trades education. Mm. But we found that, um, we found that the prize has just been an, an amazing experience for teachers, not just, you know, in terms of the funds, not, not just in terms of the money they get, uh, which is a sizable amount, but also in terms of the learning experience that it provides um, for them to, you know, get some high quality professional development to get some cutting edge ideas from the field and from some of the previous teacher winners themselves. So that's um, that's what our major way of getting involved for skilled trade teachers is through our prize for teaching excellence. And then um, like, what have you seen most common when, when the teachers uh, win these uh, prizes, what do you see them acquire most? What's been the most in demand? What's been in the most demand? Well, um, you know, in terms of the funding that it provides, It's really, again, a realizable amount, right? Uh, there are going to be three first place winners who will each receive $100,000 with $70,000 going towards their classrooms and $30,000 going towards themselves, right? And then there's 15 second place winners 
who will each receive $50,000. And those uh, that with $35,000 going towards their classroom and 15,000 going towards themselves. But, and but they can the, use that. Yeah, but of that 50 and 70, like, mm-hmm. do you see them, like, what are the most common things you see? Like, and I'm assuming that, that you get these things through Harbor Freight, yes? Uh, so the, the money is, it's, it's a cash award. So they're not looking, we don't expect them to go out and use this money to go to a Harbor Freight store and purchase, um, you know, $70,000 worth of stuff. They can figure out what's the best use for their classroom, whether that's like, you know, investing in professional development for their teachers, mm. right? Or if that's, you know, figuring out a marketing strategy, new uh, items to market, or if they need some big ticket items that they can't get at uh, any other, they have to get at a certain store. That's, yeah. that's you know, we give them that freedom to do that, um, to use that, to use the funds as they wish. We're not restricting it. Right. We just say that those funds need to be used for the skilled trades program. They can't be used for the art program, for example, or for the English program to have new textbooks or the computer math right. program to get new computers. If they want to get computers, they have to be used for the skilled trades program. So sure. that's the, we want to make sure that the funds that we're giving out are to lift up and support the skilled trades classrooms that are often desperate need for. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I just didn't know if there is like what you've seen, like they're normally going for band saws or, you know, like, would you consider like 3D printers or CNC machines a part of skilled trade? Um, in some, in some, it can, they can be a supplemental part of it, right? We want to really, you know, support students who are working with their hands. Like, you know, again, it's, there's, there's great, you know, need and um, ability to learn from like, you know, using computers, but we want to make sure that the programs that we're supporting where students are actually hands-on um, building, sure, repairing things. But, you know, I, I think it's depending on the program, right? There's like auto programs that might need, you know, new lifts. So they might use it for that. Um, there's uh, some construction programs that needed a new forklift. So like mm. they use it for depending, you know, another diesel mechanic program, they use it to buy like a whole new truck. Right. So it's, um, it's different per program. Some programs have just used their funding for more consumable items, like to have, you know, sandpaper in perpetuity, pretty much, right. That's right. Uh, it was just like hand tools in perpetuity. Like yeah. that's what we wanted to use their tools for. So again, we, we leave it up to the teacher and to have the freedom to feel like what's the best use for their. Uh, oh, that's a, yeah. That's incredibly generous. And just the stipulation on, you know, we want this to be earmarked for, for skilled trades. Well, yeah, of course. And it's for the whole sure. purpose. So is that, no, that, no, I guess like, you know, a lot of times, and I'm not casting doubt on other people's um, generosity, but you know, sometimes like, you know, the, the top prize is a hundred thousand dollars worth of our product. So I think it also says a lot about, you know, the foundation that it's not just a, a, a debit card that's preloaded for Harbor Freight store. So gotcha. generous of you guys. Well, um, going to put you on the spot because um, I'm not going to a- ask the exact opposite of this question, but what are some states or communities that are really getting it right? They're, they're really doubling down on, on re-examining and fostering more trades. Do, do you uh, see some states that jump out to you? Yeah, there's some, yeah, there's definitely some great states out there. Um, we, I would say through our real world scholars program, you know, we've been able to find classrooms across the country that have been doing this um, really well. And there's, you know, there's programs in 
you know, Tennessee, there's programs in Pennsylvania, there's programs in Ohio um, that really stand out or that are really exemplary. You know, I think Oklahoma has a really interesting model of having CTE centers that serve both high school students and kind of post-secondary adults. I think that's, uh, that's a really compelling, interesting model in this day and age, right? Um, you know, through our prize winners, you know, we find that they often come from the Midwest and from the South and, um, you know, some from California and some the coast, but like they're all over the country. Like, I think, um, it's, you know, I want to shine a light on, you know, all these states that are doing a great job, but I guess some of the states that really stand out are probably, uh, Texas, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, yeah. and then, um, you know, and then probably, yeah, just the, the Southern states have been really been at the forefront for this. So, That's awesome. um, no, I, 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 I'm probably in Texas more than any other place than my own home state. And I, I see that a lot too, that there's some impressive programs I've seen in various high schools. For sure. Uh, so I see the same thing. And, and it's, it's also just, I don't know, it, and I'm, <laughs> this is going to sound like a really bad backhanded compliment, but when you said the South is leading the way, that's something you don't hear very often. And so sure. it's refreshing to hear that. Um, it's refreshing to hear that Oklahoma and, and, you know, uh, obviously Ohio's not the South, but you know, some of these states that uh, aren't necessarily known as the leader in you know, whatever your sector is that that they are. So that's for sure. Awesome. And you know, and uh, we're based here in California, so I would say the classrooms that we often get to see are based, you know, locally, right? Driving distance. Uh, you know, what am I willing to endure traffic for, right? <laughs> in some ways, being here in LA, but um, there are some really truly outstanding programs here in California with. A lot of state-of-the-art equipment, really uh, innovative and inspirational teachers. Yeah. So, and it, again, that's like the easiest for me to get to the classrooms because I'm here. But um, yeah, it's you know I would say the Midwest and the South have um, really you know done a great job of putting this at the forefront. You know that of their educational pathways. Yeah. So five years from now, the foundation's mm-hmm. much bigger. What other like are are, are we? Are, are we wanting to grow this in the same way or, or, or is there some sort of a thing on the horizon that you guys are taking a look at? That's a great question. That's a great question. So um, we believe that the prize itself shouldn't just be a one-off, right? That's one of the things that we learned from that initial LAUSD donation that uh-huh. we can't just give away money and then say, okay, go have fun. Like, you know, tell us about it later. Right. We, what we want to do after the prize is we invite the winners to uh, a summer institute called Let's Build It um, here based in LA. Uh, this year it will be at the UCLA Luskin Conference Center where we bring the past winners of the prize together for a few days uh, for them to get to know each other, build a community to network and for them to have you know informal and formal discussions on their best practices, on what they do in their classrooms, what inspired them to teach and uh, for them to share ideas for the future. and. Um, to think about how they can impact the field in a really um, meaningful way, right? For them to think about what are the some of the cool ideas that they've always wanted to try out and maybe they want to share with other teachers and, um, and to get, get those ideas, you know, analyzed and reviewed by some of their colleagues, right? So right, we build, we bring them here and hopefully in a, you know, in a few years, that cohort of prize winners will, you know, be five times what it is now. And 
we'll have we'll build a community. We'll build a, we'll build in many ways an army of skilled trades, excellent skilled trade seekers who really want to advocate for and who really want to figure out ways to lift up their students and and lift up uh, career and technical education, lift up skilled trades education um, for the future. So that's yeah. Our goal isn't just to give off to give money and then say. Um, give us a report later. We really want to deeply invest. We want to figure out um, innovative practices, innovative programs that lift up skilled trades education um, for non-traditional communities, for non-traditional students, and for um, and for anyone who loves working with their hands. Um, we want to help those students. Now, this is going to sound like a strange question, but any any pushback you guys have, have received on on the mission, or has that, it all been? No, that's a great question. I, you know, we feel that this, um, you know, in this day and age, there's often so much polarization and so much yeah. divisiveness. But this has been an issue that has brought people together, um, and you know, it has like that has inspired um, people to share their stories and what it, you know. You know, whether that's, you know, stories about like your dad who taught shop or had shop meaningful to them or had students on my end. Like I'm a I'm a millennial and many of my classmates and friends never had shop classes, but like wish that they had and wish that they got to learn some of these practical hands on skills. And so when I get to like either either type of community that I talk with people who are deeply invested in the trades community or people who've never gotten to experience it. They both find that this issue, they both find that this mission has been, um, you know, really cool and really interesting um, and something that they want to talk about and continue to learn more about. Uh, If there's anything that's, there might be a pushback, it might be from people who feel that the trades are less than or that college is the only. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, what we find is that like, why not highlight both? Why can't it be a both and rather than either or, right? Like right. students who learn, you know, auto skills may learn really, inter- uh, really important lessons that'll help them in their physics or, you know, chemistry or in their uh, engineering, you know, uh, studies, right? Or people who learn how to, um, how to measure really well. Those kind of skills can translate over to good writing, that attention to detail, that precision. Right. So we feel that this is a both and rather than either or and um, both all students. Right. Whatever they're gifted in should be supported and lifted up. Right. No, that, that, that was that's the reason why I asked. I mean, and, and sometimes my fear is that um, you said the word polarizing and, and, and that's unfortunately, it's exactly I, I've seen some really good intentioned people be lambasted for trying or trying something. And so when when you talked about, you know, who's leading the way, unfortunately, and and, and hear me through on this, unfortunately, it, it, it reinforces what some people think is a negative stereotype. Oh, sure. You're wanting people in the South mm-hmm. to get to, to wield the hammer. Oh, you're wanting to get more Hispanics to do the wield the hammer. And at the same time, you're like, like what you guys are trying to change is like, why do you think it's less than, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, wh- like, well, oh, sure, because I, I totally agree. Um, matter of fact, I, I was just talking to a friend of mine. He's he is a teacher, and over the summer, I don't know if you're listening to this, Brian, I apologize, but he makes more 
in the two months, two and a half months of being a contractor over the summer that he darn near does as a teacher. And, 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 and I'm saying that lovingly because he's like, if you have a skill, he's like, I try to turn away business over the summer. And if like, you hit the nail on the head. If you're teaching them how to how to do like good skills and trades, and then they have great communication skills, Brian turns people away because he calls back and he has great communication skills. Sure. Yes, he can build houses, and yes, he can do great work. But a lot of people can. What set it? What set him apart is is some of his professional skills, and I think that's what is so impressive about what you guys are trying to do. It's yes. not an either or. It's like yes. stay in school. Kick ass, get good grades. Awesome. Mm -hmm. But if you don't want to do college, awesome. There's a lot of options out there for you. For and, sure. And it gets me yeah. so hyped because it's not a negative stereotype. Damn it. Sure. It's a, like, you could own your own business mm -hmm. and not have to necessarily get a four-year degree. I, I, I yeah. yeah. At, the end the, at the end of the day, right, we're all trying to provide for our families. We're all trying to provide for our communities. And these are opportunities for students to you know gain invaluable skills where that can't be outsourced right like when there's a plumbing issue at your home or plumbing issue at your job like who do you call right you can't outsource that to someone in india right you have to have someone on the spot you know fix your plumbing right or you know or in terms of like your car right like where would we be without you know our you know uh, auto mechanics right like Right. We truly believe that the skilled trades are the infrastructure of our infrastructure. Like without people with these skills, we can't, you know, function as a society. So like why marginalize that? Why approach that with a stigma when we can be, you know, thanking people who have these skills that um, to help our society grow and develop and function <laughs> normally? Like, you know, Absolutely. where like not all of us call lawyers all right uh each and every day but most people you know deal with plumbing issues yeah. <laughs> each and yep. every day right yep. so um yeah i i just think i know you probably know this this guy more than anybody but like that's why i have such reverence for mike Rowe. thank god that guy is almost single-handedly turning the tide of trades and, and glorifying them instead of stigmatizing them. For sure. Well, we're trying to get, uh, we're trying to, you know, make sure that he's not single-handed in his, you know, his mission. We're, we're working Absolutely. alongside, uh, we're, you know, we're working in this path as well. But um, yeah, it's just really, really important for, you know, like I, for us, like I, you know, I grew up, I didn't take any shop classes, but like it was, you know, now that I look back and I think about like, oh, you know, I'm about to get a house. I'm about to, you know, uh, you know, start a family. Like these are things that I kind of wish I learned how to do more of like, you know, in terms of like housing renovations, if I would be able to do it myself, you know, to learn that. And I think in some ways, like, you know, I loved my high school education and like studying, you know, you know, reading history, like books and doing math, like that was really great for me. And I really uh, loved my college experience, but in terms of just some of the practical stuff, I wish I'd gained. Yeah. Um, more knowledge and skills in that area. But, you know, I'm hoping that the person that we hire, you know, got really good skill trades education and is able to um, build and, you know, renovate um, to our desire. So, um, Absolutely. Absolutely. yeah, this is really, really, 
important work. And again, thank you so much for having me on. No, yeah. So one last thing. So like sure. we, we've hyped this up, some teachers out there. I mean, obviously you said, you know, the, the, the round has closed, but for those people that want to see how this progresses or are interested in next year, where should we send them? Sure. So we can follow, you know, you can follow us on social media, right? We have a, um, our Instagram, we have an Instagram and Twitter account. It's at HFT for schools, right? We have um, our Facebook account, all right? Just Harbor Freight Tools for Schools. So you could follow the, the journey on social media, right? If you want to learn more about our organization, you can visit our website, uh, harborfreighttoolsforschools.org or just, you know, search for us on a browser, again, Harbor Freight Tools for Schools. Uh, but yeah, that's, we, you can learn more about what we do, uh, what more, learn more about our prize, our past winners, some of our other programs on there. But, um, again, the prize will be an annual experience and, um, we will offer it again next year. Um, if you want to get updates, you can, you know, join us on our, um, educator network on our website as well, but, um, or just follow us on social media. We have a variety of pathways for you to hear about us and to learn more. Well, Tay, thank you so much for being on our show. I love the spirit of this conversation. And yeah, the, you guys are, are really helped turning the tide of uh, really lifting up the trades and, and for that and, and for on behalf of my dad. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on here and um, looking forward to speaking again. And um, this has been awesome. So thank you. <laughs>